time when things are shifting. We're going to be a new world order. We've got to lead it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, what's up, everybody? It is Friday, January the 13th. Welcome to the broadcast tonight. Listen, if you're new to the broadcast, maybe someone invited you in, tagged you in this, whatever the case may be, if you can comment in the section below on whatever platform you may be watching this tonight and you're new, let us know in the comment section below that you're new, where you guys are joining us from. We'd always love to hear from you guys uh, from different parts of the world, not just in the United States, but outside of the world itself. So I know, let's get right into this message tonight. <clears throat> I want to be dealing with the segment, which if most of you guys probably saw the thumbnail of this when you came on here, said that these two men see judgment, a future judgment coming to the state of California. So obviously, <clears throat> this is going to be really something that if you live on the west coast how be it california you really want to be paying attention to this message tonight and i'm sure that's going to be a question of what did they say and maybe or who are these two men so that's what we want to cover tonight so before we get into that the why california why these two men what did these men see we want to build a biblical foundation on this because one of the questions and one of the subjects of debate and division in the body of Christ for a long time now has been, does God still today speak to men and women, boys and girls, young and old through dreams and visions? Well, I hope after today that you will get the same conclusion that I have, and that is absolutely yes. Not just based on scripture, but on my own experience. Um, not just my experience, but my family as well, my wife, my kids. We have all seen and heard from the Lord through dreams and visions. So, um, well, let's, so let's get right into some scripture. Let's give you a scripture basis on this. This is in the book of Job. That's where we want to start. Or, or I'm sorry, the book of Joel, excuse me, Joel chapter two, verses 28 and 29. This is a very familiar passage for everybody who is familiar with Bible prophecy. <clears throat> this is one passage that most people are going to know. But nevertheless, uh, we may have some new folks on here and they don't know this. And that's what, that's why we want to do what we do. All right. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. So notice here in the last days, God is not only going to still be using prophecy or the gift of prophecy, but we also see that he will still be speaking to old and young through dreams and visions. Do y'all see that? And look at verse 29 and it will not just be men. Hello. It will be men and women. Boys and girls. Verse 29. Also, 
on my men servants and my maid servants. I will pour out my spirit in those days. All right. So as we can see here in the book of Joel, we've now shown you that despite cessationists and other uh, theological circles that believe that God no longer speaks through dreams and visions and he no longer uses prophecy and all that nonsense that they teach. We showed you right here in scripture that that's just not true, that in the last days, not only will God use men and women, boys and girls in these uh, in these areas, but he's going to pour his spirit upon all flesh. And I believe he's going to do it more so. And I believe we're in a time uh, right now, as of the recording of this, we're in 2023. And there's a lot of churches out there that are shutting their ears to the very premise that God even speaks like this anymore. And sadly, what they're doing is they're quenching the Holy Spirit. They're grieving and vexing the Holy Ghost who speaks today through the body of Christ, through believers. So again, in times past, God spoke through dreams and he spoke through visions and in times present and future. He will continue to do so until the end of the age. Okay, so but let me go. I'm going to pull up another verse. This is the book of Job. This is Job chapter three verses. Uh, we're going to go uh, 14 through 18. Job three, 14 through 18. For God may speak in one way or in another. Yet man does not perceive it in a dream. Somebody say in a dream, in a vision of the night. Somebody say a vision. So you got dreams visions <clears throat> when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds then he now you say well what's the purpose of this what's the point because brother ricky we have the word of god we don't need dreams we don't need visions well let's read 16 through 18 ready he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction listen <clears throat> this is a fact some of us are so busy with life that we don't make any room for God. We don't make any room to, to get into a devotional with God. We don't make room to get into the word of God. We don't make any room to hear the preaching of the word of God. We don't get, we don't make room for prayer. We don't make room for corporate worship. We, we just, we kind of pencil God in, in our time. Therefore, many times God has to wait till we're completely still and in a, state of slumber upon our beds, which then he can open the ears of our understanding and seal our instructions. That's Job 3, 16. Right there, Job 3, 15, 16. Verse 17, here's another purpose of this. In order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from him. Listen, some of us, <clears throat> we may be taking a path that is destructive. We may be in a relationship that's destructive. We may be making choices that are disrupt, destructive. We may, we may, uh, we may, excuse me, be doing things that are going to absolutely derail us from the will of God for our lives. And because God cannot get our attention in the word, listen, it's hard for God to get your attention in the word if you're never in the word. 
It's hard for God to get your attention in church if you don't go to church. It's hard for God to get your attention uh, by the hearing of the word if you never open your ear to the hearing of the word. So I'm telling you, many cases, God has to speak in this manner. Again, let me go back up here. For God may speak, this is Job 3.14, in one way or in another. The problem is, I, I, I get it. I, I get tickled by how denominations try to put God in a box and they try to tell you that God, you know, the creator of the universe, the creator of all things can only speak in one method, one way. And that's it. And it's absolutely, it's just not true, guys. Biblically, it's not true. You can go through the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament, and God spoke in various ways to get the attention of the people that he needed to get the attention of in that particular season and that time to do his will and to fulfill his will. And let me, anyway, let me go back to this. <clears throat> Look at verse 18. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. Do you guys realize how many people that are in unreached groups, whether they be Muslim, Hindus, whatever, that no missionary is able to set foot on their land or their territory because of harsh persecution, the threat against them. So, my question to you is, how is God supposed to reach those individuals? Because the Bible says in Matthew chapter 24 that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world as a witness, and then the end shall come. The answer is, if you're listening, you're paying attention, you'll see that periodically, every single year, periodically, you'll get these testimonies come in from missionaries and different individuals coming in, and they will tell you of these stories where God is showing up in Muslim countries and Hindu countries and different places like it where he's showing up in dreams and visions and revealing himself as the son of man, the son of God or the Messiah, the Messiah. And these people are converted to Christianity. They're giving their heart to Jesus, not by missionary coming, not by the word of God, because they can't get the word of God in there because it's banned, it's prohibited. But so God is showing up, come on, in the, in the, in the wee hours of the night, in their bedroom, in a dream or in a vision. Watch this to keep their soul from the pit or from hell. Come on, somebody ought to be praising God for that. Listen, God, I'm telling you, if somebody will step out in faith today and begin to believe, listen, some of y'all has got uh, members of your family that are so hard-headed or your neighbors or coworkers or people that you know that you have sown the seed of the gospel to them. You try to get them to read the Bible. You try to invite them to church. You've done everything you can and they are just stone hearted, stone cold, stubborn and won't, they don't want to have anything to do with anything you've got to say or the God that you're preaching about. Here's an idea. I dare you to step out in faith and begin to ask God to shake them in dreams and visions of hellfire. But the problem is some of you have been convinced by some dead dried up theologians or some TV preacher that hell doesn't even exist and it's not literal. 
So therefore, you would never pray like this. But I'm telling you, there's a real hell. There's a real lake of fire. There's a real place of outer darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth. And there's a place where the worm dieth not. And it's a place of eternal separation from the God of heaven. And listen, we need to begin to step out in boldness and begin to ask God to shake people if he has to through dreams and, and, and visions of hell. Come on, are you listening to me today? But that's not what I want to preach about today. The whole premise of what I'm, ba- the, the, uh, the preface of what I'm building here is based on dreams and visions. Somebody say that with me. Dreams and visions. God's still speaking through dreams and visions. Now, having said that, there is, now I understand before I get, cause, if I'd done deeper research, I'm sure that we probably could have found way more than just two people. But I wanted to home in on these two individuals, uh, simply because, first of all, I knew, I knew of them very well. And it's not one or two prophecies that I've heard them speak that's come to pass. So I wanted to use them. Now I understand when I, when I begin to talk about these individuals, we, we speak to a vast audience of people, different denominational backgrounds, different levels of faith, different theological circles. And you're going to get people that sure enough, when I mention these names, you're going to people either love them or you're going to have people that absolutely despise them. But that's, I'm going to ask for sake of this message that we would put this aside and just listen to what the, what I'm going to have to say to you today. Um, and, and you weigh it out in prayer and give it to God. But I'm going to, I believe after I show you what I'm going to show you today, I think it's going to at least get you thinking. Okay. Cause that's what we want to do. We want to inform you. We want to equip you and we want to edify you here of the signs and the times and the seasons in which we're in. So one of these individuals, um, that we're going to talk about today is John Paul Jackson. Now this is, I pulled up this from Wikipedia. You can see his face over here to uh, my right. He's over here to my right. That's John Paul Jackson. Uh, Wikipedia. Let me just give you the Wikipedia on this. John Paul, John Paul Jackson uh, was born in 1950. He died 2015. Uh, he was an American author, teacher, conference speaker, and founder of Streams Ministries International. Jackson often focused on supernatural topics like, here we go, dreams, visions, and dream interpretation is found in the Bible. He developed a number of prophetic training courses. He was the host of Dreams and Mysteries with John Paul Jackson founder, uh, I'm sorry, with John Paul Jackson found on Daystar. He was also a recurring guest on many shows that included the 700 Club, Sid Roth's uh, It's Supernatural, and even Benny Hinn's This Is Your Day program. And again, I understand, well, I don't like so-and-so. I don't like him. I don't like that show. Again, I get it. Everybody's going to have likes, dislikes. Please don't get hung up on this. Let's move on. Nevertheless, um, what I found interesting was about John Paul Jackson is God would give him visions of headlines. 
So he would see a headline that had not yet happened in his lifetime way out into the future that would deal with maybe the economy of the U.S. or the economy of the world or the stock markets or world leaders or countries or wars or nations coming together or calamities or political upheavals, uh, natural disasters, famines, pestilences, earthquakes. And that's really where I want to home in today is the natural disaster as- aspect of this at earthquakes. And he would see these headlines and they would be out in the future. And many people even laughed and scoffed at this. But there was many of these things that actually was fulfilled in his lifetime. And then after he passed away in 2015, there's things that has now been fulfilled since his death. So that's what makes this intriguing to me. And it's very interesting. That's why I want to talk about this today. Now, we all know. Uh, if you've been keeping up with the news, and especially if you guys are on the West Coast of the United States and you live in California, you definitely know that you guys have been seeing devastating storms that are historic right now. And we'll get into more detail about that in just a moment. But you're getting pummeled by these uh almost like cyclonic uh, storms. They call them atmospheric rivers. You went from severe drought to catastrophic flooding at the, at like almost like the snap of a finger. Now, and again, some of the weather forecasters and the meteorologists have used verbiage of like unprecedented, unparalleled, historic, uh, once in a lifetime, once in a generation. And again, if you guys have followed our ministry for any time, uh, any length of time, you will know one of the principles that I have taught here is that when you start seeing that verbiage, you need to be paying attention because these are birth pangs that Jesus mentioned in Matthew 24, dealing with these disasters and other events because they're historic. They capture the attention of the world. They go down in record books in history. So John Paul Jackson uh, recently, well, I shouldn't say recently, but 11, let's see, it'd be 12 years ago, back in 2011, April of 2011, he uh, did what we're talking about right here. He uh, saw something coming to California that has never happened. And this is documented. I'm about to show you the video right here. We're getting ready to play the video for you. And, I want you, and we'll probably pause it and we'll analyze it and we'll talk more about this. Uh, but this was a direct warning to California. So let me go ahead and play the video and, and then we'll interject some talking points here. Ready? Here we go. There is a, an earthquake that has been predicted to, to devastate uh, California, meaning uh, skyscrapers are going to fall. Um, uh, the shape of the United States will change after that earthquake. But that won't happen till after there's a storm. A major storm is going to come to California. Uh, it's either a hurricane of incredible force or it is a storm of incredible force, but a, a great a great hurricane or incredible force is going to come to California, and the earthquake that destroys it will not happen until after that takes place. So, okay, so I, I, I need you to just kind of take a mental note of this. I'm going to rewind this, and we're going to come back to this clip. Keep in mind everything you said, because this is all going to play out. 
So I want you to put a little stake there. Now I want to take you to, so this is John Paul Jackson. Now I want to take you to another man by the name of William Branham. Now some of you are going to be, this man is either, it's one of those love or hate relationships. You either love the man, you hate the man. He was very, he was very influential in the 1930s and 40s. Uh, he held tent revival meetings, healing crusades. I don't know what your perspective is on that. Uh, and again, I don't want to get into all that. And that's who we're talking about. This man on the right of your screen that you're seeing here. This again, I pulled up Wikipedia for you guys on Apple and Spotify that are listening. We're talking about William Branham. Now, let me give you, I do want to give you, um, I try to be, um, as respectful as I can when I start talking about these individuals. I've done a lot of research on both these gentlemen, uh, more so on Branham than I have on John Paul Jackson, but I will say on Branham, that I know, I believe, and let me just give you my assessment of him. Okay. I believe when he be, I believe he started out right, but in the end, towards the end of his ministry, I believe because he did not subject himself or I should say submit himself to proper authority and accountability he, I believe he veered off course and he got into some weird doctrines. They call these the serpentine doctrines. Okay. So again, I believe, I believe this man in his, in his prime of his ministry, in his early years, he was a, a real genuine prophet. He heard from God. I'm talking, if you do some research on this guy, there's old clips of, if you go and do some clips, uh, search some clips on YouTube, you can find these on YouTube. If I thought about it, I would have brought it up, but I didn't want to, because my focus is not on, on the healing miracle aspect of this, but on something Branham said today. Uh, speaking of that, let me get right into that. Um, uh, Branham. Not only did he have a healing ministry and he operated in the gift of uh, prophecy, for say, but he also made prophetic uh, declarations and prophetic, uh, he made uh, prophetic predictions. He predicted things or saw by the prophetic eye or visions or dreams of things that would happen in the future. For example, Branham is very noted to uh, having seven major visions of the time of the end or the end time and things that would be taking place uh, during the end before the coming of the son of man. There's like, there's seven of these and all of the, here's what's crazy. Consequently, all of these things have been fulfilled except the last two. Uh, and I'll say the last three, the last, the third, the th- number four prediction was a Branham saw in the end days, there would be vehicles that would be shaped like eggs. They would be oval in shape. Uh, he saw in the, now you got to remember this was what in the 1930s, I believe when he saw this, think about that for a second. He saw an oval shaped vehicle that had no driver. And he said he saw the families sitting in the vehicle playing some type of board games while the car was driving itself. Now, again, and when he had this vision in the 1930s, this would be unheard of. 
The technology was nowhere near existing or nor did it exist in his time of when he was alive, but he saw this. We know that that's been fulfilled. Google has created self-driving cars. We've, I mean, this is something that's in the making right now. Then you go to vision number five. In vision number five, he said, in, in, as far as pertaining to America, he said, I saw before the coming of the Lord, I saw a woman in some type of leadership of America, some type of a position of leadership of America, over America. And according to Branham's description, he said, the woman was fair to look at in the natural, but in on the inside, what we couldn't see spiritually was she was a Jezebel at heart. And, and he goes on, he talks about how this woman would be responsible in the end days for leading America into great apostasy and captivity. Now, there's been a lot of speculation. This is why when Hillary Clinton was running for president not too long ago, there was a lot of speculation about, could this be Hillary Clinton? Then it was, was it, could it be Michelle Obama? Uh, so again, I'm just telling you, if he's hit one, two, three, four, five of these prophecies, I would venture to say that before it's all said and done, I don't know how far we're going to go out. I don't know how much time America's got, but if he's got this good of a batting record on this, I'm going to pay attention and listen and watch for some. Now he didn't say she'd be the president of the United States. Another thing. Could it be a vice president? Hello. But again, with time will tell guys, Time will tell, and I believe, because remember, we see through a glass darkly. We see in part, we prophesy in part. That's why I tell you, you write these things down. What I'm about to show you today, what we're talking about today, you got, you need to journal these things, write these things down, document these things, because even Habakkuk, in his writings, the Lord spoke to him and said, go to a place, a solitary place, stay there, and listen to what I will speak to you. When, when I speak, he says, write the vision down, make it plain. And though it tarry, it will speak in its time. So that's, that's what I always tell people about personal dreams, personal visions and, and prophetic words. Paul told Timothy with the prophecies that has been spoken over you. That was a personal prophecy prophecy that was given in the house of God to Timothy as a young man. And Paul told him the, the, the prophecy that was spoken over you wage a good warfare over it because now why would he tell him that? Because, uh, and I don't want to get veer off too far into a whole different teaching, but when we're going through personal battles, whether it be physical, whether it be financial, whether it be marital, you, you need to listen, you, the word of God's great. And, and I, this is the first place we should go to, but we also have a personal word, a rhema word, a prophecy that we hold on to. And that, and that's, and that's a promise. And all the promises of God are yes and amen. And I'm telling you, I, I couldn't tell you how many prophetic words that I have, that I have gotten in times past that has, that has enabled me to get through hard seasons in my own walk. When I was in the valley, when I was in the dark place, when I was in through a sickness or through a, an infirmity or through whatever the problem was, God sought me through with a, the written word of God, but then through the spoken rhema word of God as well. Now, 
let's go back on this. I don't want to get off course. So the sixth vision was that. Then the seventh vision that Branham had was he said, as far as the eye could see in this vision, he saw America was laid in ruins and he, he never said that it was absolutely this or absolutely that, but he did give his own personal commentary on it when he was asked of the vision. And he said that he believed that it was the result of a nuclear holocaust in, in from the hands of the Soviet Union or Russia. Now, again, do what you want with that now. But that's not what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about today on December 27th, 1964, in one of Branham's messages called, Who Do You Say This Is? Branham was documented to say, quote, Look at the earthquakes over here in California. So he was actually there in California when he gave this word. He said, quote, I predict that before the coming of the Lord Jesus, that God will sink that place. Now I say he says that and this because in uh in April of 1965 he actually went to Los Angeles, California and he would preach there. So he was he would frequently he would go there and he would speak and he would preach there. So he's in December of Again, December 27, 1964, he said, quote, I believe that before the coming of the Lord, that God will sink California. Listen to what he said, quote, I believe that Hollywood and Los Angeles and them, quote, filthy places over there, that God Almighty will sink her. It'll go beneath the bottom of the sea. So again, Take that and do what you want, will with it. But here is another individual who has a, again, from, if you go and study this out, he has a history, has a track record of hearing from God in his day. And I'm, obviously he's not alive anymore. He's not around. He's gone on to be with the Lord. But when he would give words, they would come to pass. And here he is warning the West Coast, albeit California, that one day, California would sink into the ocean and it would be the result of an earthquake. Now, I want to go back to the, I want to go back here. We're going to listen to this again. And then I'm going to interject some, I'm going to show you some, some up-to-date news. I'm going to show you some up-to-date news articles, uh, where we are on this timeline of this. And remember, this was in 2011 when John Paul Jackson said this. Ready? Here we go. Um, there is a, an earthquake that has been predicted to, to devastate uh, California, meaning uh, skyscrapers are going to fall. Um, uh, the shape of the United States will change after that earthquake. Okay, now this again, this comes into agreement with what Brother Branham said. And again, and I already know, uh, and let me say this in the comment section below, guys, if you know of any other, uh, what you deem to be, uh, prophetic voices or people, maybe words would be given dreams or whatever. Maybe they echo this. Maybe they say the same thing. And I, and I, again, I probably could have spent more time and pulled up like multiple voices saying this, but I wanted just to narrow down to two voices and show you how they're both uh, agreeing with one another. Now, remember what he said? A devastating earthquake would be so bad that skyscrapers would fall and it would change the geographic um, 
outlook of that area, meaning that it could actually collapse it. The, the entire, uh, California could go into the ocean. Um, and remember when I, when I heard this, I remembered the word of the Lord did talks about every island shall be moved out of its place. Now check this out. Um, Look at this. This is from Bloomberg. Uh, it was, uh, it was from originally from Bloomberg. It was redistributed by MSN. Look at this. Floods. Now this is present tense right now. Floods threatened to turn coastal towns into an island. Wouldn't you say that would be changing the geographical structure? Local officials warned that a part of the Monterey Peninsula in Northern California should be cut off from the rest of the state by flooding on a river that's been inundated with rainfall from a series of punishing winter storms. Uh, let me pause this for a second so we don't get distracted here. The Tony Seaside communities of Carmel and Pebble Beach are among the tourist towns that may become isolated for several days if the nearby Salinas River floods. Monterey County Sheriff Tina uh, Nieto said during a press conference on uh, last Wednesday, residents living in low-lying areas near the river were ordered to evacuate immediately, according to a Twitter post by the sheriff's office. Again, Look at the headline. Floods threaten to turn coastal California towns into an island. Again, changing the geographical structure of that area, just like John Paul Jackson said here and what Branham talked about. All right. Now, let's go on. Ready? But that won't happen until after there's a storm. So he said this is not going to happen until after a storm. And he said, well, hold on. Really, there's storms come all the time on the West Coast. They get storms all the time. But he's don't miss it. He's not talking about just any storm here. You got to pay attention to this. Ready? Here we go. Major storm is going to come to California. A major storm, historic storm, unparalleled storm. All right. Now, look at this. California braces for parade of cyclones. Over 500,000 left without power. Next wave could be even worse. Here's another headline. San Francisco has experienced the wettest 10-day period since 1871. Okay? So we're not talking about just any storm. We're talking about major storms here. All right, let me go back here to John Paul Jackson. Uh, It's either a hurricane of incredible force or it is a storm of incredible force now notice he said it's either a hurricane of incredible force or a storm of incredible force now do really guys you know how rare it would be for a hurricane to hit california so i thought this was interesting check out this article from cnn noaa's hurricane hunters are now targeting the West Coast Atmospheric Rivers. And look at this. This is uh, the radar here. This is what this this atmospheric rivers they were talking about. Not singular, plural. NOAA's hurricane hunters might be just as busy now as they were during hurricane season. Notice the verbiage. Hurricane. Hurricane season. However, it's not hurricanes they're flying through, but the atmospheric river systems plaguing California since Christmas week. 
atmospheric rivers may not make headlines in the same way hurricanes do, but they can have extreme consequences. Are you kidding me, guys? Again, pay, you got to pay attention to this stuff. Most people overlook this stuff. And I'm telling you, atmospheric rivers can span the whole Pacific. They are long and narrow, but they're way larger than hurricanes. Here it is, that verbiage. Atmospheric river renaissance, uh, ren- renaissance, reconnaissance coordinator Anna Wilson said, they are crucial to the West Coast. And again, what are they doing? What's the result of it? Destruction chaos, flooding, changing the geographic uh, outlook of the West Coast. Now, let me go back to this. But a, a great a great hurricane, our incredible force is going to come to California, and the earthquake that destroys it will not happen until after that takes place. So, again, could could this be the warning? Could this storm be a warning? And now you say, Hold on, let's use logic here because earthquakes are prone in the West Coast. So it's not really, yeah, but look at the timing of this, guys. Again, a magnitude 6.4 earthquake struck Northern California last month on December 20th, followed by several other strong earthquakes, followed by more warnings from seismologists saying that it's a matter of time that California is going to get hit with a large, somewhere around a 7.0 magnitude earthquake that is going to produce exactly what John Paul Jackson said, causing skyscrapers to collapse and fall and could produce what William Branham saw and the West Coast, or at least the California, rather, would slip into the ocean because of the force of these earthquakes. Now, I want to leave you, uh, let me go back over here again. Let's listen to this again. So there's a, a way of saying, okay, I have time, but that doesn't mean there won't be an earthquake tomorrow of 7.5, you know, or, or next week or two weeks from now of some, some magnitude. But I'm talking the one that changes the shape of California where everybody, you don't want to live in California Anywhere in California when that happens, or perhaps even on most of the most of the West Coast, where an inland ocean is is formed and and uh, uh, Baja becomes an island, and uh, the uh, the mouth again. Listen to the verbiage. So the inland ocean forms between San Diego and Los Angeles. That isn't going to happen before that that storm comes, and so uh, that that is a sign that God will give is giving to the people. Don't worry about that big one. Uh, because this this sign will happen will happen first. So again, to me, this is very intriguing. Uh, and I know some people will listen, and I've I've been blasted for for even sharing this stuff. But listen, I don't really give a rip what people think. I'm going to do what the Lord leads me to do. So, I you know I had bet I would rather sleep at night knowing that the warning has been given. And people can rest assured and be at peace knowing that I, or at least I'll be at peace knowing that their blood is not on my hands because I have warned them. 
And I've, and I've echoed these warnings out. I have repeated these warnings from other individuals in the body of Christ who are saying and seeing the same thing. Now, I did, when I was doing the research for this, I came across, and I'm going to give you one last article that I think is the icing on the cake for this and really kind of gave me a little bit of a chill that went up my spine. I want to show you that, and then we're going to close out this broadcast with... uh uh with some prayer for you guys on the West Coast. I want to leave without that, all right? Here it is. This is Newsweek. Uh, this is dated January 11th, two days ago. So this is brand new. This is not even a week old. Could all the rain in California trigger earthquakes? Hmm. A storm before an earthquake. That's interesting. California has experienced torrential rainfall in recent days. Parts of the state have seen one of the wettest, wettest periods since the 1800s. And some of the other regions, such as San Francisco, have received over 12 inches of rain in the past 15 days, according to the National Weather Service. But could this heavy rain cause an earthquake? The state is extremely uh, tectonically active due to the San Andreas fault. This is the one they've been worried about. The border section between two massive tectonic plates under the Earth's surface. These plates remain relatively static, meaning large pressures build up over time, sometimes leading to highly destructive earthquakes. And intense rain has triggered earthquakes in the past. Now, let me say that again. Intense rain has triggered earthquakes in the past in other parts of the world. One professor at the Department of Earth and Environment at Florida International University has studied this topic extensively after assessing links between storms and earthquakes. Are you kidding me, guys? Let me say it again. He has been studying the assessment or the connection between and links between storms and earthquakes. Wow. The interest was prompted following an incredibly destructive magnitude. And look at the magnitude. 7.0 earthquake that devastated Haiti in 2010. Again, this is what the seismologists keep saying. A 7.0 earthquake is likely in California within the next 30 years. And some say it could be much sooner than that. I, I got to go back to this because this, I'm telling you, this made me, I had a chill up my spine. About 18 months before a 7.0 earthquake devastated Haiti back in 2010. Torrential rainfall struck the region during a procession of hurricanes and prolonged heavy rain. So let me, let me recap this. Hurricanes, prolonged torrential deluge, Rainfalls, flooding, and then 18 months later, you have a mega quake, a, a large quake, destructive quake, 7.0 in Haiti. A similar situation occurred in Taiwan back in 2009. There was seven, uh, seven months after a typhoon 
struck Taiwan, a magnitude 6.4 earthquake struck Taiwan. Um, a study published back in 2021 by a scientist at Chinese Academy of Meteorological Sciences also found a strong correlation between earthquakes over 6.0 magnitude and rainfall. It found that, look at this, 74.9% of earthquakes in China were accompanied with rainfall. Uh, wow, I'm just stunned by this. This individual told Newsweek that while heavy rain can trigger earthquake activity, this only occurs in certain tectonic environments and not anywhere. So while rain has triggered earthquakes elsewhere in the world, could it happen in California? So again, how many believes that's enough to get my attention? I believe, is that enough to get your attention? Because I'm telling you right now, if I lived on the West Coast and there was seismologists telling me this stuff there was scientists warning me of this stuff there was men of god and women of god that are warning me about dreams and visions and word from the and words from the lord and let's let, look let's get back to the, uh, the the whole premise of this message judgment why would god allow this to happen to california are you really are you kidding me listen and I understand there's some people that are going to be watching this. Listen, I'm, listen, California is beautiful. It is. I, I will be the first to admit to you. It's got beautiful weather, the sunshine, the, uh, just the, just the location is beautiful. But as far as culturally speaking, as far as morally speaking, guys, you, I mean, California is one of them states that are right there teetering on the, the, the same, uh, the same spirituality as Sodom and Gomorrah. There's all kinds of crazy, crazy, immoral, wicked, uh, abominable things that come out of California, the state of California. The attacks on Christianity, the attacks on the word of God, the attacks on, uh, people of faith on people who support things that the Bible definitively supports. I'm talking about there's all kinds of stuff from legislations, from morally speaking, all this that, again, I believe is setting themselves up for a judgment in the future. So I want to close with this. Again, you're going to do what you're going to do with this. You can listen to this and listen to what Brother Ricky's sharing with you today. And you can say, oh, that's a bunch of hogwash. I don't believe any of it. It's a, it's laughable. It's a joke. And just blow it all off. Do what you got to do. You may even be living in California on the West Coast and just laugh it off. But it's interesting. I think it's interesting that... And did you know in the days of Noah and Lot both, this was the mentality of the people right before judgment came? In the days of Noah, did you know that when Noah was building an ark and he was preaching that judgment was coming, these people didn't want to have anything to do with him. They laughed him to scorn. They didn't take what he had seriously. And because they didn't, they did not heed the warning when the, when Noah and his family went into the ark with all the animals and the door was supernaturally shut, there is records of this historically that are what I call Jewish history. One of them is called the book of Jasher. And it says, that when the door shut that uh, and the rains began to fall 
Over 700,000 men and women came rushing to the boat, slamming their fist on the side of the ark, begging for the door or the windows to be open. But Noah spoke out and said that he had no control over opening and closing the door because it was in God's hand. And he gave them a space of reprieve. He gave them a space to repent. He gave them a space to get right with God and get into the ark. But they chose to instead to ridicule and laugh at him and the days of lot when lot went and told his sons-in-laws that fire and brimstone was about to come out of heaven and bring in a form of judgment upon the cities of the plains and destroy everything in the cities of the plains your bible says that his sons-in-laws thought he was to be joking they didn't take him seriously and because they laughed at him and scorned at him they were victims of judgment they did not make it out they died in the judgment that was being poured out upon the cities of the plains and jesus and in the book of luke chapter 17 jesus said as it were in the days of noah and lot so shall it be in the return of the son of man they were eating drinking giving a marriage sowing and reaping planting they were living life as normal and they did not know until the day that the flood came they did not know until the fire and brimstone came i'm telling you This is sadly, reality is the majority of people will not take serious warnings like this. They will laugh. They will scorn because history always, the thing that which was is the thing that shall be. The majority perished in the judgment. The remnant was spared from the judgment. And we're going to see the same thing again. But listen, You're on my watch right now in this podcast, and I refuse to let you slip by this podcast without having your heart right with Jesus. I don't care if you've been backslid for 10 years, 15 years, or five minutes. If you're away from God, you're lukewarm, you're not right with Jesus, and you know if you were to die today, you would not make it into the kingdom. Or if you're listening to me, if you're listening today and you're not right with God, you don't know God, I want to give you the opportunity right now to repent of your sins and put your faith in Jesus Christ for your salvation. For there is no other name given under heaven and to men in which we must be saved, but the name of Jesus. Right where you're at, right where you're listening, I want you to uh, repent of your sins. The Bible says to, uh, he requires men or he wills that men everywhere would repent and turn to the living God. Repent means to turn from your sins. Put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Ask the Holy Spirit to live, uh, come in and live on the inside of you. Let him, uh, ask him to inscribe your name in the Lamb's book of life and follow him all the days of your life. Ask him to lead you, guide you, and direct you. Get a Bible, find a Bible-believing church to get plugged in. If you can't find one in your area, welcome to the family here at End Time Headlines. And listen, we're going to shift. We want to congratulate you guys who've made that decision today. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. But we want to shift gears now. And listen, if you're watching this and you live, you live on the West Coast of the United States of America, perhaps you live in California 
listen, we're going to pray for you. I know a lot of churches right now, they are, um, a lot of these churches right now are, uh, throughout the nation and even the world are in a time of prayer and fasting. So what better time to come together and pray and believe God for his wisdom? His instructions and his protection. Cause that's what we're going to need in these end days. Wisdom, his, uh, his wisdom, his instructions and his protection. So father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every individual under the sound of my voice that's watching or listening today that lives in the vicinity of the danger zone of what we're talking about today. Lord, I pray that you would give them instructions, give them wisdom. And Lord, that you would send protection, send your angels to watch over them, keep them. I profess the blood of Jesus over them and ask that father, that you would keep them all the days of their life lord if they're able to make a move out of this position of this location and go to another place if that's what they feel in their heart i pray that you would open that door and lord if you if, if they have peace about living where they're at and this is where you've called them to then i pray that you would sustain them where they're at that you would keep them sustain them make them salt and make them light that you put a hedge about them the word says the angel of the Lord encamps around about those who fear you and he delivers them out of all their troubles and I thank you Father that you are encamping around your remnant, encamping around your believers and Lord we believe that Father that these today are in your will and in your purpose and we pray that it that the will of God that you have for their life would be done for the glory of God in Jesus name and all God's people said amen and amen now let me but right before I can reclose that I felt an uh, an unction. I felt, or not an unction, but a I felt a burden to pray for dreams and visions as well. Because maybe you're watching this list today, and you said, "Well, brother, I've been praying and believing that God would use me in dreams and visions." Listen, God warned all through the Bible. God spoke to many different individuals. He He warned Joseph about the threat on Jesus's life when he was a child. He was warned twice through a dream. Uh, even Pontius Pilate's wife was warned in a dream about Jesus. Uh, Pharaoh was warned in a dream. Nebuchadnezzar was warned in a dream. And these guys, listen, three of those, three of the four that I just mentioned didn't even have a covenant with God. But God is merciful. He is loving. He is, um, he is quick to forgive and slow for, to anger and slow to wrath. So listen, I'm, if you're watching today, you're listening today. And you've been asking and believing God that God will speak to your family, your sons and daughters, your husband, your wife, you, your family in dreams and visions. Come on, just receive it today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I include all of us. Lord, speak, speak to your servants today through dreams, through visions, through visitations. You said you'd pour out your spirit upon all flesh, sons and daughters, men servants and maid servants in these last days. And I thank you, Father, that we'll give you the glory and honor. Lord, you're, I believe you're warning people through dreams. You're warning the people through visions. You're giving instructions. You're sealing them. Uh, their instructions in the in the wee hours of the night. You're warning. You're keeping back people from the very pits of hell through dreams and visions in this hour. And we receive this today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Listen, guys, don't forget to download our free app. It's available on Apple and Android. We want you to get into your hands because. 
That's how you're going to keep up with every podcast and every headline. You hit yes to push notifications. It's going to be right to your fingertips. If you're listening again by Spotify or by Apple, just go to your Play Store, type in End Time Headlines, download the app today, get it for free, no cost, into your hands to keep up with our ministry. And as always, guys, we want to give an opportunity. First of all, I want to thank all of our partners of our ministry, all the letters we get, the cards we get, the Christmas cards that we just got, the New Year's blessings. Guys, again, my heart is full of just gratitude for your partnership. I want to thank all of our online givers electronically that give through our app and give uh, uh, through means of through uh, the main website. Everyone who is a part of the partnership, thank you so much. You are helping us remain and keeping remain strong. Listen, if you're watching today, you're listening today, and this ministry is just a, a tremendous source of information, blessing, edification, equipping on a week to week basis. It helps you get the word out to your friends. Listen, uh, you'd be shocked at the amount of people that has our app. I'm talking about in professions that I would have never dreamed of that keep up with our ministry. So this is going out everywhere. And we talk about these topics like this because some people, we can't get them into the four walls of a church, but we can use this to get their attention to come on so that God can speak to them right where they're at. So if you believe in what we do and you and you want to support our ministry, we want to give an opportunity to partner with us. You can do it two different ways. You can give electronically through the app. That's the easiest way, right down on the bottom to the right where it says donate. Or you can give electronically through the main website, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com. Or if you wish to give by check or money order right there on the center of your screen, if you're watching, you can give to End Time Headlines, P.O. Box, 1391 that's Monroe Georgia 30655 so guys it's been a great week of podcast uh, it's flown by I don't know if it's flown by for you but this week has flown by we did four segments Monday Tuesday Thursday and today go back and listen to them if you've not that's why we want you to get that app so you can go back and listen to all of our content um, we're going to sign off for the weekend but we will be back in the saddle back in the studio Monday uh coming up on the 16th the 17th will be 16 17 be off wednesday be back thursday and friday the 17th will be yours truly's birthday i'll be turning 46 uh hallelujah praise god thank you lord jesus for 46 years on the earth and 23 years of ministry so i'm very thankful for that as well uh continue to pray for brother ricky i'm still in this uh, battle uh with my stomach with gastritis it's getting better it's just taking its sweet time have to make some dietary changes i gotta be it's patience 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 but i believe that god is uh, sustaining us he is faithful and by his stripes we are healed so again we appreciate you guys uh listen we're gonna sign off we'll be back monday until then may the lord bless you keep you and may his countenance shine upon you we'll see you on monday thank you for listening to the end time headlines podcast we pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message for more information about how you can help partner with our ministry please visit endtimeheadlines.org.